0: There are four ways that we encounter Christ here present at Mass. No particular order, but we'll start here on the altar where the bread and wine is consecrated and is turned into the Eucharist, the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ being present in the Eucharist. In the priest, offering the sacrifice of the Mass in the person of Christ, offering that sacrifice to the Father. In the people here present, forming the mystical body of Christ, you are making Christ present by your presence. And last, but certainly not least, is the Word of God when it is proclaimed, Uh, just the Word of God in general. And here today we celebrate Word of God Sunday, and that recognition that the Word that we encounter is the encounter of a person, is an encounter with Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. The readings that we have at the beginning of Mass are not that thing that we get through in order to get to the homily. It's not something to zone out during. And even Second Vatican Council affirmed in its dogmatic constitution on divine revelation that the Word of God should be venerated in the same way we venerate the Eucharist. Imagine coming to the church for adoration, and instead of like the monstrance with the Eucharist here on the altar, we had the Bible opened up. Like, that's how much present is Jesus Christ, it's that constant revelation of Jesus Christ, that living word of God. Maybe an opportunity, every Catholic seems to have like the, the Catholic Bible, maybe it's got like an inch of dust on top of it, Open at least dust it off. I mean, at least make it look like you're trying. I mean, when it's got the inch of dust on it, it open it up, crack it open, see what's in there, I promise it's, it's an encounter with Jesus Christ himself and we're called as the body of Christ to receive Jesus in the Eucharist and to receive him in the word. And that word in the Eucharist calls us out to do various things depending on what part of the body that we are. And imagine if we were to have this debate, what's more important? Would you rather have your heart or your lungs? Imagine that. I want you to think about that like, which one would you rather give up? None of them. I can't survive without either of them. I need both of them. Okay, now would you rather have your hands or your feet? All of them, I would rather have all of them. All of these elements are essential components of the body of Christ. Now, I don't know, the eyes aren't that important, right? I've got a couple of optometrists over here. The eyes aren't important. The eyes are not, definitely not important. You don't need to see, That's who wants to see anything? Or who wants to hear? No, we all we need all these elements. And what can happen is the parts start to think that one is more important than the other. Imagine the heart being upset that the lungs weren't pumping blood. Or being je- the heart being jealous of the lungs for not, oxygen- not being able to oxygenate the blood. Or uh, you know, the, hand- the feet being upset that it can't grab things like the hands. All of these things. Or imagine what would happen if the heart believed that the entire purpose of the body was to pump blood. See, when we have this infighting in the body, it's when sickness starts to happen. When uh, the heart is doing too much or when uh, the cancers start to form, disease, sickness in the body, that's what happens. And apparently this is something that's been happening in the mystical body of Christ since the time of St. Paul. Because he's talking about it in our second reading where there is this infighting in the body of Christ. And when there is this infighting in the body of Christ, who suffers? Number one, the body suffers. When there is a a cancer, a disease, a sickness, the body itself is suffering. And The second person to suffer is all the people that the body is called to love. All of those people suffer when there is that infighting in the church. Yesterday we had uh, the day of prayer for the legal protection of the unborn. And it's sad to say, this can be one of the most contentious topics in the church. you would think like defending life at conception would be a very easy, like no-brainer, of course we need to do this. But then what can happen is you know, one part of the body says, no, we don't need to focus on that, we need to focus on this. That part's not important, we're in contention with each other and we can forget to recognize the entire body of Christ is aimed to help these people, help these children, and we can forget about that. So what does it look like to act as the entire body of Christ towards this one issue. Okay, well, we had people who, by the grace of God, had the availability, the time, the means, and the call to go up to D.C. for the March for Life. Praise God. That's a good thing that needed to happen. We have people who have the ability to volunteer at pro-life pregnancy uh, crisis centers to help these women. Praise God. We need that. We also need people who are able to provide affordable housing for these young families, to make sure they have a place to live. We need people to make sure that we're providing food, that no family would go hungry. We need that as well. We need people who help out with groups like Project Rachel, who help people who have had abortions, who are suffering deeply, to experience healing. We need those people. We need business owners to make sure that we have moral ethical businesses who are able to develop the human person to grow so that we, people can provide for their families. All of these elements are essential. Why do we feel we need to eliminate one or that one is a contradiction of the other? We need the entire body of Christ working together so that we might be able to go out and to accomplish our mission. Like I said, what can happen is one part thinks that it is the most important part and that everything else is secondary. Imagine if uh, the foot thought the entire purpose of the body was to walk. No, that's not the case. And so the question becomes, what is the mission of this mystical body of Christ? What are we called to do? And to that, I go to the second Vatican Council again. I go to Lumen Gentium, the dogmatic constitution on the church. And the mission of the church is to proclaim and to spread among all peoples the kingdom of God. Christ was sent by the Father to bring good news to the poor, to heal the contrite of heart, to seek and to save what was lost. Similarly, the church encompasses with love all who are afflicted with human suffering, and in the poor and afflicted sees the image of its poor and suffering founder. The church, like a stranger in a foreign land, presses forward amid the persecutions of the world and the consolations of God, announcing the cross and death of the Lord until he comes. This is the mission of the church. No matter what part of the body that you are, this is what we're all aimed towards, to bring about this reality in the world.